You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Luke Poulos, and you're listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast. Today, we have JMU Round 3 with volleyball captain Sarah Martin. Sarah just finished up her season as a captain in the fall as a junior and will look to continue her leadership as a senior captain next year. She's been a member of the volleyball team's leadership group since her freshman year, which she lends a good deal to her success as captain to. Sarah and I discuss the leadership group as well as other ways her coach intentionally develops leaders on the team what her biggest challenges have been as a captain, and what steps she is most looking forward to taking as a captain next year, and much more. I really enjoyed the conversation today, and I continue to be impressed by the JMU athletes. Thanks again for listening on another episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Sarah, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. It feels like we're having a a nice little JMU party. (laughs) Captain's Coach recently I uh, interviewed two field hockey players this past week as well but always happy to get a a new perspective from now we can we can add a volleyball player to our our list of special guests as well so I think where I want to start Sarah is I know JMU in general has some things that they do to to build leaders and and have a good foundation of leadership development but what are some things that the volleyball does specifically the volleyball team does specifically to systematically develop leaders on the team so um, our coach does a great job, I think, building leaders and captains on our volleyball team. We have this program that she started kind of, uh, I was in it my freshman, sophomore year, and it was more of a development. And so they have the captains who are normally a junior or senior on the team, and then freshmen and sophomores who they think would become great leaders, become great captains, and it's a way that we can all talk, read books, communicate on how to become and develop into a great captain one day. And so that's something that our team specifically has done that our coach has um, started, which I think has been awesome and a great way to have conversations and learn more about what makes a great leader a great leader and what you should do as a captain and what goes on behind the scenes of being a captain. So that's something that I've been grateful and lucky to have gone through. And I think that's helped me be the captain and leader I am today. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a huge piece of building leaders in any program is making sure that that the captains kind of know what is expected of them and you don't just throw it on them their senior year and they kind of have to to pick it up as they go along. And like you said, it's it's really good that your coach does this from day one and he yeah. incorporates freshmen and sophomores so they kind of know if if that comes to be junior senior year when they pick up being a captain and they get selected to be a captain on the team they kind of already know what their roles and responsibilities are you know they've been a part of these meetings every week um so it definitely is a huge advantage that that programs that do something like this that have these sort of leadership committees or these small leadership groups where they incorporate somebody from every class i think they really do have a leg up on the competition in terms of their their leadership capabilities and it's awesome just to like 
understand like what your coach is looking forward to, I believe, because every coach looks at different things for captains and expects different things. So I think starting off young, it's no surprises when you become older and you know exactly what your role should and is. Yeah, for sure. And you, and especially for you being part of that pro or part of that group as a freshman and sophomore and, and being selected as a captain, you, you know, you didn't really have a, like you said, you weren't kind of, you weren't guessing at, at the message that your coach was providing, you know, the past two years, you were really, it was a, a, a continuity of, you know, what the leaders on the team were saying and what the coaches were saying. And you could kind of see that, that common operating picture that, that the leadership of the team and the coaching staff and the program really all hold together. Yeah. Um, I know we talked a little bit beforehand about something that the JMU athletics department does as a whole for all teams. Could you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah. So we have this program called Duke's lead here and um, it's really an awesome program because it's a program that was set up to help uh, student athletes for later on in life, not just athletics, because as much as I love playing volleyball, like there will be a life after volleyball, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's, um, so we go to these like seminars, meetings, kind of things where people come and talk to us and, um, I don't know the right word, but they talk to us and explain things that will help us later on in life that make us, that can help us stand out, I think, for one day when we have to do a job interview or when we want to apply to grad school and stuff like that. So it's a great opportunity for us to like, because I believe in athletics, it, everyone in athletics, I believe, is a leader in some way or another. And I think relating that to outside of volleyball or outside of your sport is important because it's something that you will be looked, to, looked at uh, for the rest of your life because you are an athlete, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure, 100%. When you look in the, the corporate world or the private sector, student athletes and collegiate athletes are always at the top somewhere, either in management or anywhere inside of a company, you're going to find collegiate athletes somewhere. And I think it's super important for, for programs and athletics departments, especially, and, and especially at, you know, not the, the Alabama football team or, or the Duke basketball team or, where people kind of have hopes of becoming professional athletes, but you know, volleyball and I, I was a lacrosse player in college and obviously there's not much of a, uh, professional uh making a living off of that except for a small handful of people but to to develop those general life skills and kind of set you up for success outside of athletics is important and it also shows a kind of genuine care for the student athlete as a whole and not just your athletic skills and what you're doing on the court so and then taking that and and being able to transfer those skills not just in those seminars and, and take it to be a part of you after you graduate, but also being able to take those skills and the lessons from those seminars and being able to incorporate it into your leadership style today while you're still on the team. Um, again, it's just another advantage that that program should be looking to, to build in at any level. I mean, you could do this at the high school level, at the college level, and, and even at the professional level um, if you really wanted to get into it. So I think that's, it's just another, another piece that, that, um, that, JMU and the volleyball team and the athletics department are, are, are kind of showing, um, setting the standard a little bit there. Yeah, it, it honestly is a great program. I mean, like I said, it just shows how they care not just about us as athletes, but as people also. So it's always comforting. <laughs> yeah, it's comforting and it, and it really builds trust and kind of promotes a, a positive culture around the entire athletic department. 
and, and speaking of kind of building a culture, what are some things that the volleyball team does that you feel over the years has really promoted uh, a sense of team cohesion and, and kind of a, a really strongly bonded team? Um, so we do this thing before every season. It's called our preseason trip. And so we go out and stay in the big house because the team and the coaches, obviously. And I think that just really sets a standard because we are fall sport. So you have freshmen coming in that don't know anything about college and it's a lot for them. And so it's awesome to have this trip like right in the beginning of the season before everything gets super crazy just to really get to know each other and like start understanding each other and knowing who each other are, just like all that aspect. Um, so I think that's one huge thing that we do as a team that like really brings us closer. I also think like we do we do a lot of things outside of just volleyball. We hang out all the time together. <laughs> um, we're all each other's best friends, which I think happens because of what our coaches have set up of the preseason trip. Of mm -hmm. We do volunteering, we do team events of volunteering and whatnot, and we have individual hours to do and everything like that. I think just all of those different steps that we might not see as like team bonding or whatever our team bonding experiences and helps make us so close. And yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, just that was all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, the, creating those intentional experiences is kind of what you have to do as a, at a, as a coach at some point, especially at the beginning of a season. Like you said, you got the younger players coming in as freshmen. They don't really know what to expect and the season's going to start rolling right away. Uh, in the fall and that's one of the challenges i've always seen with with fall sports that uh, as a spring sport athlete in college we didn't really have to worry about because we had the entire fall to kind of acclimate as freshmen and kind of bring the freshmen in you know bring them into the culture and then for four months before our spring season started but as a fall sport you kind of have to jump the gun a little bit and kind of force a head start um if, if you want to look at it that way but those team trips and, I, and i've heard a lot of uh, different programs do the same thing and, and it's more of a way to build those bonds away from the court or the field and and kind of develop that trust and like you said those those friendships that are what really makes an effective team or any kind of effective organization in general i, I know you mentioned uh volunteer hours i think you said you guys had um you guys had to hit a certain number of hours is that something that's mandated by the coaches yeah, so the coaches, we have to do 10 individual hours in the spring, and then we do, I think, two or three team events. So um, I, I honestly, I think it's awesome. I mean, sometimes on the weekends, I'd rather sleep, but <laughs> um, I honestly think it's great because the community does give us so much, and we should give back. Like, and then, like the amount that JMU has given us, we should, like, we got to do a Women in Sports Day. Um, the whole team went out and got to play with these little girls and show what athletics mean to us and, like, to me, there's nothing more like gives me more sorry gives me more joy than um, showing like what athletics has done for us and what it has done for so many women. Um, so yeah, we do those, and I think it's a really good team bonding experience because you are working together, like, and you're not working on volleyball; you're working mm -hmm. on showing this little girl how to pass the volleyball. And I think just those experiences and working together, and not something to make you better, but make someone else better and help someone else out. I think really creates a bond that makes sense. Yeah. Not, and not only the bond, it, it kind of reflects what leadership is all about at the end of the day. You know, one of the tenets of leadership we, we preach at the captain's coach is that leadership is, is a service and as a leader or as a captain, or even just a member of a collegiate team 
and being a leader in in the in society in your in your local communities that that's one of the keystones is is serving others and it's important that your coaches stress that uh as as part of your culture and has really ingrained that and i'm sure um more than likely even your individual hours you guys get together in small groups and and you guys don't actually I'm sure for the most part, you guys do your individual hours as, as at least small groups, if not larger groups as well. Correct. Yes. We always are finding ways to do it with each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's just another way of kind of uh, letting people step up and kind of organize things. I know one of the, one of the field hockey athletes, she was saying that the captains kind of, they have a leadership committee similar to yours and that they kind of pick inside that leadership committee, a couple things that they want to do. And then the team actually gets to pick um, out of those, which one they want to do as a group. So I think you guys have something similar going on there as well. Um, and yeah, just outside of sports in general, giving back to the community is, is always important um, for what it provides for you. But again, that, that culture of service and, and leadership development, uh, it really reflects back on your players and, and back on the, like you said, the bonds that you guys have been forming. Uh, what has been your favorite story uh, during your time as a captain? Um, I don't think I have one specific story that I would say is this stands out as the best captain moment. I just think all of the individual like ways that I have been a captain, I've helped others and shown others what to do. Um, like for example, we have a freshman setter on our team this year that's in that position, and just being able to like help her and show her what show her the ropes of what it's like to be the setter and stuff like that. Just like that to me is just what stands out the most because it's just leading by example, I think is what's the biggest thing for me is like I enjoy the most of being a captain because I think when someone leads by example and show others like that creates that pattern of um, pattern of being a captain and what it's like to be, have leadership. So I think being able to show that side of it and show as a captain, like what to be doing and everything like that, I think, is what I enjoy the most of being a captain. Yeah, for sure. That that mentorship is such an important aspect of leadership that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Um, as athletes, when you get placed in a leadership position or are selected to be a captain of a team, I think sometimes the the idea of being above everyone else, not necessarily in a negative way, but you almost – sometimes feel the need to kind of disconnect yourself from the team and kind of be closer to the coach and kind of worry about the big picture that sometimes you forget one of the most important things you can do as, as an upperclassman, especially let alone a captain is mentor younger players. And that's always something that we stress at the captain's coach as a, as an upperclassman, as a leader, as a captain, you should always be looking for opportunities to mentor younger players, bring them into the culture you know, be, be praising them for little things, whether they play a lot or not, and kind of keep promoting that their development of skills on and off the field and also their development as a person, you know, ask them how they're doing in class, find somebody to tutor them, take them out to lunch and kind of just show them that you care. And I think that's, it reflects your, your leadership philosophy and what you've been doing as a captain so far that you find that so important. And I think it's something that other captains out there, if they're not doing it, it's a great opportunity to kind of compound on your leadership skills and just another aspect that you can highlight in terms of your leadership development. For sure. 
Yeah. Are there, are there any other things you're looking forward to doing? I know you were a captain this year as a junior and you're, you're going to be going into your, your final season as a senior captain. Are there any changes or action steps, things you're looking forward to doing or steps looking forward to take um, during your last season as a captain? So I think this spring I have started in my own mind and my way is that just like you said, like reaching out more, like I think in the fall it gets very busy of, being able to get lunch with everyone all the time. So um, my plan or my idea is just trying to do more of like, let's go do this, let's go do that. I think overall I've done an okay job with that. Like I do go get lunch with my teammates. I mean, it's only people I eat lunch with. (laughs) But I just think making it more like intentional, like, hey, let's plan on lunch on Tuesday. Just because I think that in general, like knowing someone wants to get lunch with you and like that always makes me feel good when someone's like, hey, can we get lunch next Tuesday? Like I just want to hang out and talk and see how you are, you know? So I think that's something for my senior season in the fall. I want to focus more on trying to do that in the fall more because life gets busy in the fall because mm-hmm. it's harder to do that. And it's easy for, forget about that kind of stuff. So I think right now I emphasize on doing that, but like I said, it's easier now when things aren't as busy. So I think in the fall, that my main goal is just making sure reaching out to all the players and everything like that, especially the younger ones, the freshmen and the sophomores, just, you know, just making those bonds early on. Yeah. Really solidifying your guys' culture and kind of, like you said, bringing those, those younger players in. And of course, during, during your main season, your competitive season, because there's not really such a thing as an off season anymore, but that during the competitive season, it sometimes does get lost and people kind of, you know, have to focus a little bit more on school, you know, buckle down because practice is longer you're traveling for competition, you're traveling for matches, um, everything like that. Things can kind of get lost off the court and and away from, away from the books. So I think that's, that's a great uh, aspect to kind of focus on in your last season and kind of solidifying that culture kind of thing. What do you think your biggest challenge will be as a captain next year? Or what were some of your biggest challenges this past year? Um, I think the biggest challenge I face and I'm still working on because, you know, you only get better, is frustration. I think it's easy to get frustrated. Every athlete gets frustrated at some point or another. And I think my biggest challenge has been getting out of it as quickly as possible and um, just realizing, like, when one person's frustrated, especially on a team like ours where there's six people on the court, it's easy to tell. And, you know, it it does take away from the team. I think my challenges have been, understanding that people are looking towards me and having this frustration, like it's okay to be frustrated, but not to show it. Or if I'm going to show it, do it for like 10 seconds and get over it. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I think that's my biggest challenge is that knowing it's okay. Like we are all, all going to get frustrated. I've accepted that mm-hmm. like many times where I can't set the ball exactly where I want, but what's important is not showing it or letting my team see, because that's just taking away from the team and not giving what they need. So I think that's been, my biggest challenge and I think it's something that I continue to work on and will work on because it's something that's individual if that makes sense. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and another one of the tenants we, we talk about the captain's coach is that leadership is expression. And that's definitely one of the biggest aspects of it is is your emotional output, whether it be frustration or positivity or negativity or anything in between, it, you're looked at in a certain way when you're a leader, you know, people kind of look to you to kind of, to, to kind of test the water, see what the environment is like. And 
your attitude is going to be a reflection of the rest of the teams. You know, our, our, my coach in college, used to always say you can be, you can be a radiator or you can be a drain. And if you're the radiator, you know, you're going to radiate, um, towards everyone else, you know, this positive, this heat, this, this, this excitedness, everything around you is going to be elevated or you can be the drain that kind of brings everybody down all at once. And, and obviously no one wants to be the drain, but it is tough. You kind of have to find a balance of, you know, you don't want to bottle everything up and it kind of spill over in other areas. But at the same time, like you said, you know, show the frustration a little bit and then move on, you know, keep that positivity going even in times of frustration. So I think that's a great thing to work on. And and like you said, being a captain again, you know, it is kind of a group thing and, and, and how you interact with others, but there is also definitely an individual piece and, and kind of figuring out how to express yourself and, and how those expressions are kind of viewed by others. It's definitely um, always there's an individual piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time of conflict, uh, either while you were a captain or while you were a member of, of any team really, that was handled by a team captain or a leader on the team? Um, so I think there's, I mean, we're on a team with a bunch of girls and, you know, girls can have drama sometimes. And I think at times, like when there are those little dramas that aren't a big deal, I think our captain, there's no need for the coach to get involved. There's, you yeah. know, those little dramas. I think it's something that the captain has taken care of. I think I personally never had to take, I would say, take care of a little problem like that. But I you know I've had past captains who have had to like, you know, talk to both players that were involved and just say, Hey, we're all on the same team here. Like, whatever the issue was, it's not a big deal. Let's move on kind of thing. So I think um, it's not very specific, but that's just, you know, you're on a team with a bunch of people that you see every day. There's going to be little tips here and there and just making sure that they don't come in between what the main goal is and what's going on on the court or on the field. Um, I think that's where the captain really steps up to take care of those little tips, just to make sure that they, they stay little, that they aren't a bigger deal. Yeah. So they, in the past, you've seen the captains that kind of handle it at the lowest level and, and don't let it escalate into something bigger. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Back in, I think in high school, it was when I, I remember as a freshman seeing that, but they're senior captains. Yeah. There are definitely some things as, as a leader and a captain, you don't really need to involve Mm -hmm. the coach in it. And it's not necessarily to hide things. Yeah, exactly. Not to hide anything, just when it's something minor, that's, you know, I mean, obviously if it's a big deal and the coach should get involved, but when it's just minor things that are just silly that you just need a new pers- perspective, someone else's perspective being like, hey, this is just a little thing, you know? Yeah, and then again, it, it's kind of twofold, you know, keeping your coach you free of worrying about that kind of stuff, you know, they have enough to worry about on a, on a larger scale, and then at the same time kind of being that that model, that example, like you've been saying to kind of step and be like, Hey, all right, let's everyone grow up a little bit. You know, it's not a big deal. Let, let's just move on um, and do what we got to do. So I think that's, that is a good example, even though it's not specific. I think everyone can definitely relate to that. Um, not just in, in women's sports for sure. It definitely goes on in, in uh, guys sports as well. Just maybe different topics for sure, but it definitely still happens. I'm sure different topics. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, who do you think the, the best captain you've ever experienced is and, uh, and why? What made them so successful? My sophomore season, uh, our libero, Taylor Austin, by far the best captain I've ever had or ever seen on the court. Um, her passion and enthusiasm for the game really 
she just had such a love and a drive to the game that was so shown on the court every single moment, whether it was practice, whether it was lifting, whether it was game time. She always had this drive and like energy and passion for the game. And it really like, it went over to the team and seeing her have that drive, like made all of us have that drive, I think. And so like she inspires me to be a great captain because she was so awesome like that. And also what I think made her a great captain was she was, everyone could go to her and everyone could talk to her if they had a problem, if they were, whatever was going on in their life, she was someone that was there to listen. She did talk a lot, but she was a great listener and just an awesome teammate in that sense that she was there for you no matter what. And so I think that's what made her a really good captain was her drive and her, um, her friendship to everyone. Yeah, those, those seem to be common, common themes when I ask that question about the best captain people have experienced is, is always kind of twofold. One, they, they are all around just good people, hard workers, you know, what you expect out of, out of any collegiate athlete really, but to the next level, always an example, always doing the right thing. And then that second piece, which I find so much more interesting because you rarely hear it talked about when it comes to leadership is those interpersonal skills and being a good communicator. And the biggest piece of communication I think is that, that being able to listen because it probably had such an effect on you to, to go to an upperclassman, a senior captain and kind of know that they care about whatever problem is going on in your life. It, it doesn't matter how small or how big, but I'm sure the effect of, and I know I experienced it firsthand as well, is like, no matter what the problem is, if you go to and talk to them, they listen to you in a way that's like, wow, this person actually really cares yeah. and is really going to help me find a solution to, to what I need. So yeah, as a freshman coming in and having someone that is so comforting and there to listen to you, you don't know everyone on the team yet or you're not so close to anyone on the team. It's just an awesome way to like, really feel like you're a part of the team because there's that one person, especially when it's an upperclassman, because you look up to the upperclassman, you know, it's something that is true. And so when it's an upperclassman that's there that genuinely cares about you, I think as a freshman coming in, it just shows you like the kind of team and everything that you're going to experience for the next four years. Yeah, for sure. And that comfort is such a big piece, especially as, as a freshman just coming in creating a, an environment and a culture where everyone feels, feels comfortable, not only to be themselves, but they feel comfortable bringing you problems or they feel comfortable um, kind of addressing issues among themselves. It, it, it just creates uh, an environment where everyone can excel on the court and off the court, um, whether it be in school and they need pro and they have problems and they feel comfortable asking people for help or, you know, they have personal issues. It, it just really builds a really strong bond between the players, the athletes, and even the coaches in general. Um, so I think that's a great example and, and a great characteristic to have in a captain. Is there any other advice you would give fellow captains today or anyone aspiring to develop their leadership skills to become a captain? I think the biggest advice I would do is, or say, say is um, just to lead by example and show what you want your team to look like. I think it's easy to say all the stuff that you want and what you expect or what the coach expects and all that. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say, but I think actually doing it is difficult. So I think, especially if a captain is leading by example or, and then other people on teams are leading by example, you'll get the team that you guys expect or want, if that makes sense. So I think just by leading by example and I think the biggest thing also is just like knowing at times, like like I said, it's, it is hard to be a captain sometimes, but at the end of the day, like, it's not, I don't know how to say it, but at the end of the day, 
it is such a rewarding thing and those frustrations and those moments where everyone's looking at me or all the anxiety, the stress, whatever. It is such a great honor to be a captain and to show and to lead your team. And I think that's just like something to always remember because it's easy to forget that in those moments of stress and anxiousness. That's a really good piece of advice, Sarah. I think for sure is, is remembering what you're doing is an honor and it's not for you. It's for your team. It's, it's for your friends. It's for the coaches. It's for everyone else. And to, to be able to remember that in times when you're feeling down or frustrated or things aren't going your way and realizing, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, this is something that that I'm going to want more of. Um, And that it's like you said, you have such a good perspective on it. And I'm sure being a junior captain and, and, taking that into your senior year is going to have a big impact, but definitely for sure. Um, you know, sometimes when you go into things, even things you enjoy, you get a little tired, <clears throat> excuse me, you get a little tired or aren't your fully motivated himself, but a- a- after it's over or while it's happening, you remember kind of why you're doing it and, and, and why you get so excited to do these things. And I think being a captain and a leader is definitely one of those things that can be draining to think about and can be draining beforehand. And then while you're in the midst of it and afterwards, you, you kind of remember why you do it. For sure. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Sarah. So we're going to head to the more conceptual side of things. What is your definition of leadership? Uh, my definition of leadership, I think, like I said earlier, is just being an example. I think, at the end of the day, if you're an example of what your culture is, what your team wants, or your, what your, where you want your team to go, I think that's just being a leader. Yeah, it really, really comes down to being, being the kind of person and, and, and doing the kind of things that you would want to see in someone that you're following, if that makes sense. So I think that's, that's, that's always a, a key piece of leadership for sure. What do you think the two biggest responsibilities of a team captain are or – um, if you'd rather, what are two or three characteristics that you think make a great captain? What was the first one again? Sorry. Uh, what are the two biggest responsibilities of a team captain or the top two or three characteristics? So I think the two biggest responsibilities of being a captain is one, um, your communication with your coach. I think you're responsible for communicating with your coach when things on the team are something's off or something's good, whatever the case is, like you are that bridge of communication. And so I think that's a huge responsibility. For sure. Responsibilities, having that honest and communication with your coach. It's difficult and hard at first, I think, but it's something that is definitely the captain's responsibility to go to the coaches with, whether it's issues or whatever the case is, even if it's positive things, just because you are, as a captain, I think you are the link for the coaches. Yeah, for sure. You definitely, you definitely act as a thermometer kind of um, for the coaches and, and in a certain, in a specific way, you really are a different earpiece and mouthpiece for the coach. You know, he doesn't, he or she may not exactly hear the same things acting as a coach as he would from you as the captain. And, and also that they can kind of put in, put their message in a way to you. And then you can kind of decide the best way to, to put that message out to the team for sure. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, you're good. Um, and I think the second biggest responsibility as a captain is just being there for your team. I think as simple as that sounds, I just think being a good friend, being a good teammate, being someone people can talk to, you listen, you talk to them and stuff like that. I know that's very basic, but I think that's 
I think that's the first responsibility as a captain is that you are there for the team and you are there to help them any way you can, whether it's by putting on a smile when you're having, when you guys are down five points, whatever the case is. Um, but I think that's the biggest responsibility is you're there for the team and serving the team. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think that's, a, that's not a basic thing at all. And I think it's, it's something that, again, you can call, get caught up a little bit when it comes to leadership and kind of looking at the big picture a little bit too much and being able to bring it back to, Hey, what am I really here for? What, you know, remembering that you're there for your teammates for sure is, is always super important. And, and knowing that is your number one responsibility, who are you leading your team? Um, and knowing that they come first for sure. What do you, um, I know you, you mentioned you had a, a favorite book or, or a recent book you read. What, uh, would you like to share, uh, one of your, your favorite books? Well, I actually can't remember the name of it, <laughs> being honest, but we read a book, um, I think it was last spring or two springs ago uh, in our captain or leadership group. And it was about, uh, I want to say UCLA's basketball coach, uh, talking about his experiences. I really can't remember the name. I wish I did, but he gives a lot of- by, It was a book by John Wooden? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, and he just gives a lot of stories, which I think is interesting because he gives advice, but also shows like what happened in like in his life. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. I really enjoyed reading that book. But like I said, I, I'm pretty sure that it was him. Yeah, no, there's uh, yeah, Coach Wynn's got a hand dozens of books. Yeah. Um, so I'm <laughs> sure if anyone out there picks up any one of them, um, they'll be more than happy with what they get. And I think um, he's always a good source. So I'm sure that that. That definitely was a was a good source, and I think that's always a good thing that if teams read books together for sure. Thanks again, Sarah. Don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you have a, a really busy schedule, but I just want to say thanks again for coming on the Captain's Coach podcast uh, and and sharing some of your thoughts with us. Of course, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach podcast with Luke Pulis. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.